to welcome everyone to the podcast. We call this From the Preacher Study. My name is Bob Hutto. I'm the preacher here at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ. My colleague and partner is uh, Kevin Clark, and uh, we're going to pivot a little bit. We've been talking about holiness and the pursuit of holiness. We've talked about that mm-hmm. for, a, for a pretty good while, yeah, and we yeah. tried to uh, encourage people to examine themselves, maybe d- develop those qualities that will produce holiness in our lives, eliminate the unholy practices mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. unholy habits that we have and, and trying to become more and more holy as God would have us to be. We're going right. to change, mm-hmm. we're going to pivot a little bit, we're going to begin talking the Sermon on the Mount, do a little textual study, mm-hmm. get right into the Word and uh, talk about the Sermon on the Mount, begin in, the, in this podcast. Hope it'll be beneficial, it's great mm-hmm, teaching, mm-hmm. some of the greatest teaching that's ever been done. That's right. And uh if we study it, study it sincerely with an open mind, open heart, we cannot help but benefit from it. Even if we've studied it many mm-hmm, times before, mm-hmm. there's always something fresh. And there's always something new to be learned. And so think with us, Matthew chapter five, if you have your Bible in a position where you can turn there, do that. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're listening, just uh, uh, focus in on uh, uh, what Jesus has to say here in Matthew chapter five, beginning. And that's what will get our attention tonight. Kevin, any opening comments? Yeah, it's definitely some very deep teaching. Uh, Jesus gets into the heart of men and what we're all about. It's not so much talking about the external manifestations, although there are some references to that, but it really gets to the core of who you are and the kind of person you are and the kind of person that God would demand that we be if we're going to be a part of his kingdom, a great, beautiful description of the heart of a servant of God. And it's a great mirror for us to look at ourselves and see, you know, do we have these attributes? Do we have these characteristics? Um, You know, we'll get into more detail, but I don't think he's talking about different groups of people that could qualify different ways, but really talking about the same group of people that need to have these different characteristics. Uh, in their lives. And so, uh, again, we're talking about looking internally and making sure that we have the attitudes that God would have. And if you have these attitudes, then everything else, all the particulars, all the manifestations, the obedience kind of just flows from that naturally. So really some very deep, uh, profound teaching could be uncomfortable to some people because God demands that we look within ourselves and see how we really are, not how we want to be. And so uh, it really is good teaching for us to be the kind of people. And as you said, it doesn't matter how old you are and how long you've walked in the faith. This is always good teaching to be reminded of. Uh, on a more broader level, I want to thank uh, our two deacons again, Jason Reed and Mark Townsend, for allowing us to have this uh, forum where we can talk about God's Word. And we're thankful for you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in and giving us the time of day for us to break into you the bread of life. And we know that you value these things. Tell other people about them. Tell them how it's blessed your life, what you've gotten from that. I've been very impressed with some folks at our congregation who've been very open about how certain teaching has impacted them. We can all do that. That's a simple way that we can spread the light. That's right. Well, so let's turn our attention to Matthew chapter 5. Uh, we're going to talk about the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew establishes that Jesus is the King. He mm-hmm. does that from the very beginning. In the opening passage, he uh, shows how Jesus is a descendant of David, that he's the kind of the new David, the son of David that the Old Testament looked forward to. And so he's the, he's the king. The wise men mm-hmm. come, and they're looking for the king of Israel. And then they go, and they uh, pay homage to him, and they, they worship him. And when John the Baptist comes onto the scene, he's preaching mm-hmm. repentance in view of the coming kingdom of heaven. And so mm-hmm. repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Even in the temptations of Jesus, right. you remember Satan offers Jesus mm-hmm. the, the, the world, the kingdoms right. of the world, if right. Jesus would bow down and worship him. And of course, 
You know, it's, in, in a sense, G, the Satan is saying, look, I can give you what you came mm-hmm, to possess mm-hmm. without the cross. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course, Jesus refuses that. He, mm-hmm. he doesn't bow down to Satan. He knows that, first of all, that's not the kind of ruler he mm-hmm. has come no, to be. And no. that he must go through the cross right. in order to accomplish the Father's will. Jesus also preach, preaches repentance mm-hmm. for the kingdom is at hand. And so what we have in the Sermon on the Mount, especially these, this beginning passage, is a description of what a citizen in the kingdom mm-hmm. of heaven will be like. Right. What a citizen in the kingdom of Christ will be like. What his character mm-hmm. will be like. The opening passage we call the Beatitudes. Mm-hmm. The word Beatitude doesn't appear in the English Bible. It's uh, the word from which you know the, we get the, the idea of being blessed. Mm-hmm. And so this passage uh, describes those who are favored by God. They receive God's blessing, God's approval. Sometimes we say, you know, it it suggests that a person is happy. He's happy because he has God's approval. Mm -hmm. He's happy Mm -hmm. because God's favor is upon him. Mm -hmm. And so blessed is, are the poor in spirit. Theirs is the kingdom. And so they're happy because God's favor is upon them, Mm -hmm. because they are the kind of people that that God uh, wants them to be. Mm -hmm. There are dozens of Beatitudes. They're all scattered all through the scripture. We have a concentration of them here in this passage. And usually when we say the Beatitudes, mm-hmm. it's this passage that we have in to. mind. That's right. Follows a certain pattern, a certain mm-hmm. form. Blessed is the one who, and then the reason why mm-hmm. they have God's favor. And so we'll take a look at each part of these statements as as we go through. You mentioned something a minute ago, Kevin, that that uh, I wanted to bring out and I wanted to emphasize. Uh, here, here's the beginning of the teaching. This is the foundation mm-hmm. of Christ's teaching uh, on what kind of person mm-hmm. that he wants us to be, what kind of person will be a, an approved citizen in his kingdom. He doesn't start by telling us what to do right, right, or not to right, do. Right, he doesn't right, start by saying, yeah. okay, you need right, to go to church every right, Sunday. Right, if right. you want to be faithful in the kingdom, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you need to give X number of dollars right, every week or right. you need to pray a certain number of times every week. Uh-huh. He doesn't even say, now don't do this right, or don't right, do that. Right. What, what does he start with? So your heart. <laughs> your heart. That's where it starts. Your, right. your attitude, mm-hmm. your heart, your mm-hmm. mind, right. the, the inner being. And as you said a moment ago, all these other things that uh, we we you know we were to do or right, not to do, right. those things will be a whole lot simpler for us exactly. and easier for us right. if we can just get the heart right. If we can just That's get it. the attitude right. That's the challenge. That's right. And so that is the challenge, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's a battle for the mind, really, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. And so Satan is trying to influence our thinking in our mm-hmm. mind, and the Lord wants to influence our mind a certain way, and we want to yield to the Lord and develop ourselves in Amen. that way. Anything you'd like to say yeah, more it, in, in, along those lines? I just know that in my walk with Christ, I have realized that this is the central uh, teaching uh, for me to be what I'm supposed to be. And I try to, you know, as a young person, you tend to focus on these rules and regulations, don't do this and do this. And, and those have their place. I'm not disparaging That's that. Right. But sometimes you can miss this teaching as you try to focus on kind of law keeping and not getting the mind right, getting the heart right. And when you get the mind, get the heart right, you know, loving God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and loving your neighbor as yourself, you get those two attitudes in place, and these are some specific manifestations of that, 
then all the other stuff just flows from that naturally. That's right. And so we really need to focus on this. What kind of person are we? What do we think about? Right. What do we dwell about? What do we desire? What do we love? If we get this right, then we're going to have no problem talking to somebody about it. Now, here's what Jesus says about marriage, divorce, and remarriage. Here's what Jesus says about fornication. Here's what Jesus says about giving. I mean, all these things are going to be simpler, as you said, if you get these attitudes right first. Now, our problem is sometimes we're trying to put a, a square peg in a round hole. That's right. You know, we're, That's right. We're the square peg, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, we sort of uh, have a certain frame of mind mm-hmm. and a certain attitude. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes obedience so hard for right, us. Right. Right. We're you know we're a square peg trying right. to be, you know, force ourselves into that round hole. What we right. need to do is from the inside become what God would have that's us to right. be, and then, as you said, you know that 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 obedience, the conformity mm-hmm. to God's. A standard of right and wrong. Right. It'll it'll it just flow naturally it as uh, we renew our our hearts. Well, let's take a look at mm-hmm. uh, the the attitudes. Uh, I think there are eight of them, and uh, so just we'll just begin in verse one. Mm-hmm. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. He opened his mouth and began to teach them, saying, "Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn." for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then he adds, verse 11, Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is in heaven is great. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And so let's just take these one by one. Mm-hmm. The first one, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Come, get us started on that, Kevin. Yeah. Well, the idea of being poor in spirit is, is kind of uh, almost an impoverishment. Or, or spiritual poverty, recognizing what you are without God, how much you need God. Right. Uh, there's a humility that comes with that when you see yourself as you truly are. Uh, I'm reminded of in Acts chapter 2 and that conversion experience after Peter has convicted them of uh, crucifying the Lord. And you see the response to that, at least for those who did respond in a favorable way. Verse 37, Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And what that is is a cry of despair. They've recognized, they believe what Peter has preached about what they have done. And they're just overcome with sorrow. They're brokenhearted that we did these things. And so here he's re- they're reaching out as a plea for help. What can we do about this? And then that's when Peter can come in and say, repent and be baptized. Okay. And we often say that if we're ever going to lead people to Christ, they have to understand what they have done. They have to understand the, the, the consequences of sin. They have to be brokenhearted. They have to be impoverished of spirit. They can't be stubborn and obstinate and rebellious. Right. God can't work with that, but he can work with the one that's poor. He kind of empties himself you of your pride and your, your, your self-worth from yourself and actually becoming a servant and saying, look, I've done wrong. I, I'm, you know, God has always, all through His uh, scriptures, has exalted the uh, the lowly. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm th- thankful about no flesh and glory in His presence. In First Corinthians one, uh, quoting from the Old Testament, uh, God despises the proud; He exalts the humble. And so, this idea of being impoverished of spirit—that's uh, the kind of person that God can work with. Somebody who recognizes, "I'm a sinner. I've committed atrocities. I am deserving of death." And yet I need a Savior. And you can say like those men, Acts 2, 
men and brethren, what shall we do? And then you're ready for the gospel. A good illustration, I think, uh, found in Jesus' teaching, Luke 15, the prodigal mm-hmm, son mm-hmm. is a good illustration of someone who became poor in spirit. Right. Now, might not have started out that way, <laughs> no. but he becomes that. You remember right. the story. That's right. A younger son goes to his father, give me that portion of the inheritance that's right. going to fall to me. And so yeah. his father does. And the, the young man, he, he takes that money and he goes and he squanders it and he, right. he wastes it. But he finds himself... Uh, in, without you know the money's gone the friends are gone and so he hires himself out to a certain man he ends up feeding the swine and (laughs) he's tempted to eat you know the the food that the swine eat that's pretty low (laughs) and then he comes to himself verse 17 Uh he came to his senses and said how many of my father's hired men have more than enough bread but i'm dying here with hunger I'll get up, go to my father. I'll say to him, I've sinned. Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired men. That's that's that. And so just think about Jesus illustrating a spiritual truth, of Mm -hmm. course. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's spiritual poverty. I'm not worthy. I have nothing to offer. Right. Uh, as Isaiah says, you know, uh, all our righteousness is filthy rags. Right, you know, I, right. I, I, I'm undeserving of your gift. Uh-huh. And and that, as you said a moment ago, that's someone the Lord can work with. Right. God resists the that's, proud, yeah, right, that's right. but he gives grace to the humble. Right. And so we we need to come to that realization that we're, we're not what we think we are. That's, you right. Know? that's right. We're not as good as we think we are. Right, we're not right. as clever as we think we are. <laughs> uh, we're not as strong as we think we are. Right. You know, we have sinned. We fall short of God's glory. That's right. I, I'm not worthy. That's right. I, I'm, I throw myself on your mm-hmm. mercy. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to offer you. That's right. And so I'm, I'm willing to be your servant. Amen. And... All right. Well, I, I, you know, cry. Okay, I can work with you. Exactly. I can make right. you into what right. I want you to be. That's right. So it just speaks to being, to being humble, mm-hmm. uh, to recognizing our own unworthiness, uh, to be receptive. You know, the the proud, they're right. they're hardened and resistant. You know, right. I want to do it the way I want to do right. it. Right. But a person who's poor, who's in poverty, sees right. that uh, he's 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 willing to receive help that's right from you know the those who are in a position to give it you know i was thinking about another verse along those lines luke 17 10 and uh i love what the lord says on this so likewise you when you have done all those things which are commanded say we are unprofitable servants we have done what was our duty to do again you see the spiritual poverty there he says even if you were to do every single thing that's commanded you still are unprofitable. <laughs> right. And you recognize that. You ought to say we're unprofitable. What we've done is really what we're supposed to do. And how many times you see people who get kind of proud in their walk with God. and Look what I've done. I'm such an asset to the church. And I'm an asset to God. No, 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 no. You're unprofitable. Even under the best right. of circumstances, we need the grace of God. Right. God can work with the one who understands his own unprofitability. Right. Start of Paul's statement, Ephesians chapter three, mm-hmm. to me, the, the very least of all saints, mm-hmm. this grace was given. Mm-hmm. That is the opportunity to preach the gospel to others. Yeah. I'm, I'm the least, I'm the least deserving That's because right. of his past. Mm-hmm. And so it's just humility. It's seeing ourselves as God sees us. And that's not right. always easy to do. Right. See ourselves as God sees us, understanding I, I need God. He doesn't right. need me. Right. I need him mm-hmm. and just... Uh, giving ourselves to him, offering ourselves to him, to have him do with us what he will. Amen. Well, we're just about out of time. Um, 
The next beatitude, blessed are those who mourn. I tell you what, let's save it. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> I, I see. Uh, I see our time is out, so let's just let's just save that for Sounds next time, good. and we won't have to rush through it. We don't. You know, we can just take a fresh start on it. Amen. So we're just going to work our way through the beatitudes, mm-hmm. uh, maybe take a few at a time each session, and we hope we'll be able to spend enough time on each one of us, each one of them, that we can focus our thinking and. Uh, you know, appreciate what Jesus says here and adapt our lives and incorporate all of these things into our lives. I like what you said in the very beginning. He's not talking about different groups of people. Right. Here's a group that's poor in spirit. Right, another right. group that's more. <laughs> all of us need to develop all right. of these qualities that's right. That's right. if we want to be citizens in, in God's kingdom. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's bring it to a close. And right. uh, Kevin, if you'll uh, sure. lead us in a word of prayer, we'll, we'll close with that. Let's bow. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much again for giving us the breath of life and sustaining our lives and providing all the things you so richly uh, provide to us. We know every good gift comes from thy hand. We're so very thankful for uh, the things you do for us on a daily basis. But more importantly, we're so very thankful for the salvation we enjoy through the blood of your son, Jesus, that is those of us who've obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ. So very thankful we can have our sins washed away. and So very thankful we can be called children of yours and that we can have the honor of being citizens in your kingdom. Uh, We're very thankful for this uh, format, this Bible study, the podcast that we've been doing for quite some time now. Thank you for giving us this opportunity and being with us and blessing us in this work. Uh, We thank you for all the the lessons we've done on holiness and pursuing holiness and the different ways we can be holy in our lives and our service to you. And now we're very thankful we have an opportunity to pivot to the teaching of Jesus, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, as uh, Brother Bob said, some of the greatest teaching we have in the Bible. And we're so very thankful that you have revealed this to us so that we can look at ourselves and examine ourselves against the light of the Word and understand where we fall short and work on those things. And, of course, we've talked about that this first beatitude, the idea of being poor in spirit, and may we be that, recognize who we truly are and recognize how far we have to go and how much we need a Savior, how much we need you and your grace and your mercy. And we know that when we acknowledge that, our sinfulness and the things we've done that are contrary to your will, and the fact is that left to our own devices, there's nothing we can do to put ourselves back in good graces with you. We need the blood of your Son. We need the gospel. We need your mercy. We need your grace. And once we recognize that, then we can look to you as as a Savior, as a consoler, as a redeemer, as the one that can build us up in you, not about ourselves, but about bringing glory and honor uh, to thy name. So please be with us that we always may remember the state from which we've come. Even if we've walked with you for decades, uh, we still can remember as Paul often remembered where he came from and just how much uh, your gospel has done for us and made us what we are. The things that we do, the good that's in our lives really is a tribute to you. Uh, we don't take credit uh, for it ourselves. So please continue to help us to have that poverty of spirit, not just at the time of obeying the gospel, but all throughout our walk with you. And let us never grow proud or sanctimonious or self-righteous, understanding that we truly are saved by grace and we truly need your favor. Please uh, be with this podcast that those who tune in and who listen to it and share the message to others, may they be blessed in that work. And may there be more and more people who will tune in and spend some time with the Word. We're so very thankful again for the technology. Thank you for uh, our deacons who enable the technology. And thank you for our opportunity to spend a portion of our lives sharing unto others the bread of life. Please continue to be with us, bless us in this work, and in all aspects of our service to you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.